Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to Three Peas in a Pod, episode 184. We made it. Second week with a name. Are you, are you feeling it settling in? I do. You, you feel I like do. we're wearing it like we should? I do. Maybe we can get some merch. Ah. Some Three Peas in a Pod merch. That's right. What would that be? I don't know. Canopies. <laughs> <laughs> Our own personalized canopies. Be great. Buy the three peas in a pod canopies. <laughs> get, some, get some shirts. Yeah. Get a ball cap. Most people are do we have green, flat bill. Are we green peas or black eyed peas? Ooh. Ooh I like that. I, I like black eyed peas. I do too. I'm, I'm all... I do think the logo is just green peas. Oh, okay. When I was growing up, we called those English peas. We did. Yeah. I think they're still called are Or they sweet peas. No, when I got to Kentucky, they didn't call them that. What they call sweet peas? Oh, they peas. just call them peas. <laughs> well, we I, was, I thought I was going to get, I thought I was getting black eyed peas. They said we're having peas, and I go, oh good, I love mm-hmm. peas and cornbread. And they'd come out and they were these. I go, these are not peas. These are English peas. I do like. I them. was somewhere and someone said we're going to have we're going to have beans and cornbread, and they brought out black eyed peas, and I was confused. Oh, no, no, no. I do they like, are like confused. But, but I've heard people yeah. say called black eyed peas. I have also heard that they're probably Yankees. I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm not upset to eat black eyed peas and cornbread. No, me. Either, but yeah. you just don't know what to call them. That's right. And it's a very clear distinction around here. It is. You know, there, there's a whole lot of peas. Oh, yeah. yeah. I grew there's up a whole eating lot of beans. purple hole pink eyed peas. Oh. We actually called them black eyed peas, but they were purple hole pink eyes. I, I enjoyed some. You remember, <laughs> remember crowded peas? We oh, are yeah, really love crowd. Love crowd. We are really living up to the name, guys. Well, this has just become you a You know, once you give us a name, we have to say everything we know about that particular <laughs> thing. This is like, it's our bubble gum. And then there's a, the food element and then the name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and it right. just comes together because that's our food. That's our favorite topic. Oh, yeah. Remember the day I used to bring food in here? I do remember I that. Remember. I should I bring that remember when, when very, very I, I should bring a bowl of peas next week. Uh, yeah. What kind? <laughs> <laughs> now we're back to where we started, Ed. Stop. I like peas and carrots. Uh, uh, not me so much. No? Yeah, okay. The it's carrots okay. are a problem. It's okay. Really? I like carrots. I like I, carrots. I like carrots somewhat. If there's nothing else to eat, I'll eat your carrot. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Carrots I really like carrots. Carrots and beets, I'll eat the carrot. Yes. Okay, n- enough about food. Uh, I have a question that I'm I'm going to make a, a, a bold statement on. Okay. It is the hottest off the press question we oh, have ever that is answered. True. Okay, I thought you were about to say something. I was sitting up for. I was ready for it. Well, you but. sit up for it too. <laughs> but I'm I'm, I'm going to say this is probably the hottest. Now, when we walked in here to film our last yes. episode, now we're filming ep- the second episode of this filming session. 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 This question came in less than 10 minutes before we walked in. Wow. That's correct. So that's hot, man. So yeah, hot, I can hot barely hold it in the paper, yeah. on the paper. Whew. This one just, it, it was on somebody's mind. They sent it to, I they had no been, idea the timing. I have not been read in on this question yet. You're oh, about okay. to. Well, here we go. You're about to. Y'all ready? I'm ready. All right. Ed's not. But I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Question. So I need some help with the concept presented in church a few times recently about submitting to the government and leadership. I take some issue with this, as I can think of times in history where people in those positions acted out of racism, hate, etc., that I would absolutely not be able to submit to. Please help with this, as I feel like you would all resist those actions as well. I know that we are supposed to assume leaders are submitting to God's will, but how do we know that they are? 
So I just want to, again, go back and say I think there, there's a part of the question that I think I would initially have to say I think that's wrong assumption that we are supposed to submit to people because they are trying to submit to God's will. Right. I don't think that's I don't think that's the assumption of the Bible and government. Okay. Uh, I think it would be really hard to say that Paul wrote Romans 13, assuming that the Roman government was going, hmm, I wonder what the Jewish God would like us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they they weren't having that thought. So you're saying Paul wrote under the assumption that they were not. They He knew they were pagan. Yes. He knew that... They worship the emperor as God, That's and he right. said, submit to them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the institution of government is what we are submitting to, that a government is supposed to be bringing, doing what's best for the most amount of people. Are there people, inevitably, that it doesn't help? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are there, every government has people on the underside of it. That's yeah. the unfortunate sure. That's right. part of it. Uh, so I think to make the assumption, I only submit to the government when I think there is a leader who is submitting to God. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you're probably off track because Has that it would be really hard to find a leader that you, th- you don't have enough knowledge about them to know whether they're submitting to God or not. In, in my lifetime, I would never have been close enough to any leader, even at the state level, and very few at a local level That's right. that I have been close enough to to know that person is consciously trying to submit to God. Yeah. Therefore, I will submit to them. Yeah. Now, then they mention racism and stuff like that. I think clearly when something the government, if the government mandated mm-hmm. I participate in a racist activity, mm-hmm. I would not. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also think they may be alluding to the fact that there are some systems and elements baked into our way of governance that is promoting racism as well. And, and, I, and, and I would agree with that. Yes, I vote with that person. <laughs> with maybe, they, maybe they weren't saying that. I'll say that. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that is completely true. Yeah. But I don't think, so I think it's important to understand what Paul and you know the stuff that we've talked about before about submitting and mm-hmm. often we're quoting from Paul or most recently Peter. obviously from Peter because that's where we were having the conversation there so we were having the conversation Peter says it Paul says it they are talking to a group of people that the normal way uh, to deal with your government when you didn't like it was to try and overthrow it. The Jewish people in particular, it was almost baked into their messianic ideas, right? And there's lots of history behind that. But I remember when I was preparing for my sermon around it, I read this really long article. It was really a journal entry, uh, and like a uh, academic journal, not, not his personal journal yeah. entry, an academic journal entry by N.T. Wright, uh, where he talked about the that Jesus in these almost, some subversive, but really intentionally provocative ways, steps into the narrative of these messianic things to almost get people thinking that is what he's doing. That's right. That he is stepping in to look like, hey, we're going to take it down. And then the way he takes down the powers of this world is by laying down his life. And 
Paul and all, and if you if you look at the book of Acts, when they start churches in places like Ephesus, riots break out. Like That's right. it is disorder. And then all the Roman, a lot of the Roman emperors like Claudius and then Nero are starting to basically say, these people are rabble rousers, they're troublemakers. And Paul is trying to say, hey, submit to the government's authority uh, in the way that you are not going to overthrow them through violent means. Because there is a way. He isn't saying, so when the government says don't meet as churches, you got to stop meeting. And I, I mean in the sense that they're coming to take take away your stuff. This That was not a commentary on COVID. This is this was a <laughs> point. Not right there. Nathan's going into the COVID This world. is not a commentary on COVID. Lot, we're going to get a lot of views. We were not anticipating. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going down that don't, rabbit don't hole. Come, don't come at me. I'm, I, I'm not on your side. <laughs> this is Q approved. Yeah. I'm not I'm not getting into that. Not getting into that mess. I'm talking about specifically they were persecuting and saying, we will, we will throw you in jail and kill you if you choose to be a Christian. What he is really saying is you have to see that the, the same government that persecutes you also does also does do justice at times by going after criminals and going after people who do break God's will. Well, and you can see that in the book of Acts where you see Paul. Paul gets arrested. He gets in Jerusalem. It's the Romans that come and protect him from yes. being killed by the Jews. They yeah. take a co cohort of soldiers, uh -huh. lift him up on their shoulders and carry him. There's a point where they're going to beat him, and he says, hey, I'm a Roman citizen, and they go, oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. So we view Rome, who is eventually a huge oppressor of Christianity, yes. but he was under their authority, and their authority did protect him at times. He yes. didn't submit to everything. He didn't worship the God. They didn't. I mean, the God, the emperor God, they didn't do any yeah. of those things, but he he did uphold their authority in certain, you know. That's right. And so when I look to movements within even our own, I just look within our country. So you have our country begins as a civil war, yeah. basically. We have a group of colonists who belong to one nation. They go, mm, we don't like this. They go. Then about 100 years in, another group of people in the country go, mm, no, we want to have a civil war because we want to have it our way. Those are people choosing not to even recognize the authority of the other government, right. saying, we will establish our own government. Then in the 1950s, 60s, you have another group of people who choose to submit to, instead of starting another war, say, we will submit to oppressive, racist governments by choosing to civilly disobey those orders, but then don't go and then say, when you come to arrest us and put us in prison, we're not going to fight. We're not going to, we, uh, we submit to your authority to arrest us for breaking this law. But as Dr. King says it, we will no longer cooperate right. with your unjust laws. Mm -hmm. That's to me, a very good Christian example of what happens when you have an unjust law that is harming people, mm -hmm. but you can still submit because what happens is I see, and this is just throughout our country's history, and not just our country, all countries. When I think something is unjust or someone is taking advantage of someone, it's really easy to go, you know what? It'd be better if just some of us ran this thing. Why don't we why don't we go and take down these people and we'll take over and make the thing the way we want to make it? That's what Paul is trying to say of you don't get to go in and disregard the authority of the government. Uh, but there may be times where you have to choose to say, we can no longer obey this. So the, the Roman Christians choosing to say, we're still going to meet. 
And if you choose to come in and arrest us, we're not going to take up swords and try and murder. We accept the consequences. We accept the consequences. That is submission. That's what I'm saying. It is submission to the, it is your authority. We think the law is unjust, but we will submit to your unjust law and face the penalty. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And that to me is when Paul talks about in Romans 13, we often see it because, and I'll just say this, for white Christians in our country, we have so often aligned ourselves with the government. We see ourselves very much in line with what the government's doing. We see Romans 13 as justification for the government. It is Paul trying to defend the government from these Christians that want to go, uh-uh, we ain't dealing with this nonsense anymore. Because in Rome, and I think it's in the 50s, Claudius expels all the Jews, That's including right. the Jewish Christians. Their whole world had been upended. Nero's up soon. I think Rome's, Romans is written before Nero, mm, I think. I yeah, think so. it is. But... Pretty soon, it's clear the tide in the culture is going to, we're going to start killing these people. Mm -hmm. There would be this natural tendency when I know you're coming for my children or you're going to come for my spouse for me to go, why aren't we taking up swords and just taking these people down? Because every government has faced some kind of insurrection, some kind of uprising. Mm And the Christians think, well, the, that maybe that's what Jesus wants us to do. Yeah. And Paul goes, it's that's the not difference right. between submission and complicity. Good. Mm, that's good. Think, that's really good. I think what Paul is saying is the way of Jesus is always submission. But there are unjust systems at play in every human system that, right. that exists. You don't have to comply with it. That's right. But you can still be under submission to it. Right. And at the same time, in a sense, being against it, defying it in in a submissive way. Well, Dr. King's really clear. We're going to submit to your unjust thing, Mm -hmm. to your unjust laws, to stand against them, Mm -hmm. to show to people how unjust it is. You will come at us with dogs and hoses, Mm -hmm. and we will submit to all the unjust treatment you give, Mm -hmm. and people will see Mm -hmm. you are wrong. Yes, and And see that way. It worked. That's right. Well, and the it's same thing. The I same thing happened in the Roman Colosseum. When you go to the yeah, history right. of how mm-hmm. all the all that stopped at the Colosseum, mm-hmm. it's a woman from uh, from a higher level in Rome who becomes a Christian who chooses to go die with some Christians. That's right. And and they saw the horror of it, and eventually they they, they didn't kill they didn't kill people in the Colosseum yeah. anymore. That all ended mm-hmm. when people submit to the unjust thing that's going on. It is the way to bring it down. Well, and I think the benefit we really do have as American Christians, for all the people who think I just hate America, uh, our our Constitution and really our laws, they give us a lot of different ways that while submitting to the government, we can civilly uh, display and disobey and Mm -hmm. have these things in such a way uh, that we are still being sub- we are submitted to the authority of the government to arrest us or do whatever, but to do so in a way that still honors God, who is our chief king. I think in our in our world where we have freedom to worship, uh, and I'm talking about the American world, uh, we have the freedom to worship. I think there is such a and it's why you hear us talk about it so much. There is such a natural tendency to read a lot of these things in the Bible. Uh, about submitting to authority or just different roles of government or all these different things. And to just assume what that means is to be a good Christian means to be just a good American citizen like everyone else. 
And, and eventually these things that are, you know, probably just fine patriotic things eventually lean into these ideas of what we now call like Christian nationalism that eventually line me up and say, whatever America does must just be fine with God because we're all on that same page. Unless, of course, it's the guy in charge I don't like that is doing it. And then he's against God. Gotcha. It's very, then I'm going to take him out. Well, yes, or, or whatever. whatever it is. I or, think or we're going to leave, or we're going to, yeah. you know, we're going to start a rebellion or something, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, yes. And unfortunately, I see a lot in, in maybe it's just my age group, but people really get it. Almost always is money driven. Mm. Mm, there's a lot of it. Yeah. There's just a lot of it that I know. I don't agree with how they're spending my money. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I don't want to pay taxes for that. Well, there's almost nothing that, you know, that was happening in Rome that anybody wanted to pay taxes for. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we get to decide all of that. Yeah. But our system of government, if we will make use of it, the benefit we have that most places don't is we can change that while submitting if we want to change it. Well, you even see people like Paul using the system, the Roman legal system for his benefit yes. in the sense of yeah. they're about to execute him. One, he, the one time he says, I'm a Roman citizen, so you can't, you can't beat me can't in this way, yeah. right? And so they, he gets protected. Another time he says, well, I'm going to appeal to Caesar mm-hmm. so that I keep getting before all these courts, yes. which is what Jesus had told him what happened. So Jesus yeah. said, you're going to be my witness before the Gentiles and their kings. Yeah, there are a couple of times it appears in Acts that he might have gotten let go, oh, he but was. he had appealed to Caesar and they yes. couldn't. Well, that's what the guy said. Yeah. Festus. Festus. Yeah. Festus. He says, I'd have let you go if you hadn't done that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, but he did it. you know, Paul had wanted to go to Rome anyway, and now he got the government to pay for it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I think that's the thing. So when we see these things that, yes, there are things that the government does, we all agree that there are things that are in our government that are uh, oppressive to people. There are things that uh, are uh like someone said, I think racism was in the oh, absolutely. was yeah. in the question. So racism, but all different kinds of stuff. Uh, the way that uh, all different kinds of people are treated, including prisoners and people who come to this country, and yeah. all different kinds of things. There are things we would look at and go, mm, I don't know if it should be that way. But what Paul, I think, would the submission that he would warn us against is, therefore, I'm going to take up weapons and I'm going to show up at the Capitol or I'm going to show up at the, the border or I'm going to show up at these places and I'm going to make sure things get done God's way by the use of force. That's what he's or by I have now set up the government of Nathan and I'm going to I'm going to run I'm going to run my own government and then see if I can get some people in there. That this is not this is not the way of Jesus. That the way of Jesus is selfless. Uh, self-giving love and service for other people. And often that does mean uh, standing up for issues. Well, that- and, and the benefit we have in our country is that there is nothing to stop us from still working against yes. any of these things yes. that we see. We, have, we just can't force the government to do it. And I have people say to me all the time, well, you know, if the church had done it, I, I go, yeah, we're trying to do it, but you're so focused on the government, you, yeah. you're not actually helping us very much. The problem comes when Christians are unwilling to suffer for it. That's right. See, that's the, right. the taking power over, that means I'm going to get so far on top that I don't have to lose anything. That's I have to right. suffer. The other way says I'm going to suffer consequences and suffer loss for the sake of uh, resisting That's the right. thing that I think is against God. Well, most Christians, they ain't interested in this part. That's they, right. They're not, I don't want to have to suffer for it. I want to 
have power over right. it so that's that right. I can make change my way and everybody else has to bow down. Well, that's not the way of Jesus. No. And, goes, and that's why the that's why I believe and we just finished uh the book of First Peter, and that's why all the, the whole time he keeps saying, you've got to be willing to enter into the suffering of Jesus. Yeah, that's right. He that's talks right. about suffering in every paragraph. I went through when I was writing my sermon, and I was like, dang, he talks about suffering a lot. And I read the whole thing in one sitting, and I yeah. went, he does. You've got to participate in the sufferings of that's Christ. Right. And that's what he's talking about. In you, order to live this life, it does. It, it suffering is a is a feature of it. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's it's not a bug. It's, right. it's, it's it, I did the same thing in one of my messages. Mm-hmm. I almost started by one of the messages by going, "So we're back on suffering." Yes, because you can't hold it. It may be the primary theme only of of how do you suffer, mm-hmm. why you should be happy about you get mm-hmm. to suffer. That's right. You participate in the you know mm-hmm. the suffering of Jesus. Yeah. It's a part <laughs> of what we do, and. And the thing with the government in our country is you you described it very well. I hear Christians well if they didn't take all my tax monies, I could give mo- I could give money. Well, you could still give money. You just pay your taxes mm-hmm. and you're just gonna have to choose to live in a lower mm-hmm. lifestyle than That's you right. do to support these causes that you say the church could do if the government well, we can still do them. That's right. But yes, it There's is gonna plenty of money out it's there. It's gonna require that some <laughs> of us be willing and it ain't even much suffering. Just take a step down in your lifestyle a little bit. No, I do think, well, and I think to the point you talk about Peter talking about, I think one of the big reasons Peter talks about it so much, not only because it was their reality, I think it was the the chief learning he turned around with his time with Jesus because, you know, the two kind of really big failings of Peter's part, obviously, is the time he went and suffered for Jesus and he mm-hmm. denied Jesus. That's right. But there's the other moment where, you know, Jesus takes up his followers up to Caesarea Philippi, which is a very political hot spot. It's right next to the Jordan River, which the Jordan River was a big thing for them about political, you know, about the king coming in and all that kind of stuff. And he, Peter declares, you're you're the Messiah. You're the son of God. And then Jesus says, so the Messiah is going to go up to Jerusalem. And he describes it the way N.T. Wright talks about it. He describes it as this, this, this battle between him and the authorities, right? He's going up against the religious leaders and, and the son of man is going to suffer. Well, that's the kind of of like heroic tells that would tell us we're going to battle. I'm going to get, I'm going to be hurt. It's going to be suffering. And then we're going to be victorious. And he says all of that, but the way he says it is, and the son of man's going to die. And then the kingdom will be victorious. But all Peter can focus on is you're going to die. That's not the way that the kingdom's going to come. And he rebukes Jesus. And then Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. That's right. Because in Peter's mind, there's no way the the kingdom comes about through this kind of suffering. There might be these little military suffering. Some of us, there's going to be some casualties. Some of us are going to be taken. But overall, the king is still going to sit up. And that's the kind of suffering we're okay. If I got to go do a big, great, glorious battle, and maybe I get a little hurt. I got some battle scars, and I come back. But if what suffering means is my entire life I choose to live on less than I could to give to other people, or I got to get involved with some people that. Or uh, I have to associate myself because, you know, and I just say this about racism. Since 2020, when on this podcast, I began to say to people, I feel a little bit culpable that at my age, there's still so much racism in our country, and I, as a spiritual leader, haven't done more about it. I have been now labeled. With all the words and all the number of times we talked about it, you have to be willing to you just become associated with what you're trying to help. And so I become, you know, the woke pastor and the, you know, you know, you you're not who I thought you. I had a guy actually say that at a meeting to me. You're not at all who I thought you were. You're from Mississippi and you're sixty. I go, yeah. He goes, 
you're you're sort of woke. I go, well, better than being asleep. Oh, that's what I said to him all the time. I go, well, if you mean I'm asleep, I ain't asleep. There you go. I, I'm aware. I'm aware, and I'm okay to be associated with this problem. And for Whatever. some people, Whatever. I don't want to be associated. I want to help. That's right. That's right. But That's I do right. not want to be associated with that. I want to be able to stand off from it and help That's at right. a distance. Mm. That's right. Because what would that do to the way other people see Yeah, because there are people. I would be kicked out of some tribe of some Yeah, there are people sort. that I care about that yeah. if they knew that, then they wouldn't think the same of me. Mm-hmm. Well, and it doesn't really fit into the picture. I mean, this goes back to the conversation we've been having on Sundays, too, about, you know, even humility, things like this. It doesn't fit into the picture of the way I was sold that life was supposed to be, right. which was I work hard, I do what I'm supposed to, I can help people from mm-hmm. my plenty, mm-hmm. right, but I don't ever really have to have a life that's a little difficult and has a, has, has some friction in it because things aren't as easy as it was. And all of us are trying to get to our version of the retirement at the beach. You know, there's a different, where we all have a different version of the very comfortable life where I've worked really hard. Then at the end of it, I just get to relax and I'm done. I don't have to do this. A lot of that stuff is, well, now there's going to be friction at my family get-togethers or I have to live on less, so we don't get to go on as extravagant of a vacation as I, as I, maybe I could have gone on, or all these different things, as if we did not have an eternity for all of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. And it really shows to me our lack of confidence uh, in in what Christ says the new heaven and the new earth will be. That if you if you really do think. I don't want to suffer in this life because my job is to squeeze out every ounce of enjoyment I can out of this life. Uh, all the people I know who, who also at the same time will say all of those things, but then also say, oh, but what a day it's going to be. Mm-hmm. What a day it's going to be. Well, then what, what a day will it be? <laughs> yeah. Because if I have to get it here, maybe what I should be doing here is looking out for the people Christ left me to look out for, the prisoners and the sick and the poor and the homeless. That Maybe my, my goal should be, hey, how, how am I inviting these people into God's bounty, right, what God has Or going them. to what Jesus actually says is when I go and I serve those people, I find out, oh, Jesus is already there with them, and I meet Jesus yeah. when I'm with the poor and when I'm with the prisoner and yeah. I'm with... And I go, Maybe there's a way I didn't see him before. I until. didn't see that. Now I see, oh, he he's already here, and I've been putting them in a category, and I put him there too. I didn't yeah. know it, but I put him I put him right there with them. Yeah. Yes. That's a different kind of suffering. Mm. But it's a different kind of life too. It is truly good and pleasing. Mm. It's the narrow way. Yes. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, guys. And thanks for uh, whoever just sent in that question. question. That was really great. We love getting questions, especially when they come right as we need them. Yeah. We needed that one. We did. So send us more. Go to the description in this podcast feed if you're listening or YouTube if you're watching. Click on the link. Send us a question. And uh, the three Ps in a pod will get right on. Great. Like, rate, like, like, subscribe, review, star, do the things. Do all the things. Ed will be very happy. And helps us in some way none of us understand. And here's my problem. If you do that, it will keep Ed from writing lyrics to that stupid song. No, I might do that anyway. Man, (laughs) I'm trying to help. All right, whatever. Y'all have fun this week, and we'll see you next one. Bye.